Hey y'all, it's Rebel with AEW. And when I'm not with the doctor helping her dominate the women's division, you can find me on adfreeshows.com every other Sunday, hosting my personal happy hour, Rebel's Happy Hour. And I would love for you to join me. It's an hour long of drinking, laughing, a little Q&A, maybe some guest surprises, and just chatting about whatever's on your mind. I promise it's a good time. And yes, it is all face-to-face. So do it now. Do it today. Sign up at adfreeshows.com and become a top guy. And tell him Rebel sent you. Mwah. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at savewithconrad.com. Will he want? Welcome to adfreeshows.com for another exclusive live event. I have something pretty cool planned for you guys tonight as we welcome a wrestling icon and American hero. It's damn true. He is Kurt Angle, co-host of the Angle Pod. How are you, Kurt? I'm doing great, Lauren. How are you doing? I am so wonderful. Very glad to be here with you and with our top guys and my push members. It's a very special night for adfree shows. It's not every day you get to hang out with Kurt Angle, right? Certainly not. So let's kick it on over to Josh Rosenbaum for the first question. Hey, Josh. Hey, Lauren. How you doing? Exactly. Oh, I shouldn't ask that. Sorry. I don't care. <laughs> Good to see you, Lauren. Uh, hey, uh, Kurt. Nice to talk to you. Uh, I've been a high school basketball coach at, at the varsity level of my school for 25 years. And I always ask premier athletes like you what you really look for in a coach. So if you can kind of tell me what what you look for and when you get back into coaching, what do you think your coaching style is going to be like? Well, I think you have to have a lot of passion. You have to absolutely love the sport. You have to love your kids. Um, You know, I've had good coaches and bad coaches. And the ones that were bad were guys that didn't care about practice, didn't care about competition. But the great ones were the ones that actually did, and they cared about the kids. You know, caring about the kids is the number one concern. That's what you need to do. That way they're mentally positive and physically healthy. Well, that's good. We, we have chicken snacks in the locker room. Thanks, <laughs> great, Greg. great. Thank you. Is this true? You have chicken snacks in the locker room? Yeah. The kids like the cinnamon ones and the buffalo ones the best. So well, we always have a couple of eggs. They, they carried great. us through the AAU tournaments this summer. So the kids. Wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate no, it. Thank you. That's pretty cool, guys. If you have not tried those chicken snacks, get them and use that promo code. Save you a few dollars. They're delicious. Brad Stanton, have you tried chicken snacks? What's your favorite flavor? I haven't tried them yet. Sorry, Kurt. That's all right, Brad. Hey, I, you know, we've been watching a lot of the uh, Unforgiven 2001 lately. You did your podcast and then they did one with JR. And, um, you know, I what I think it's overlooked a lot in this is you know, that, you know, that Austin tapped out 
and that that is not for a very tippy top guy that is very unusual uh was that his idea your idea whose idea was that well the idea and it we didn't really need it but austin did get his hand underneath the rope one of his hands when he tapped out so we were going to use that down the line as a technical technicality that i actually didn't win but vince when i won and the reaction and the way the country got behind me after that uh, because of 9-11 vince decided not to use it anymore that just let kurt have the win you know and and steve the, the whole plan was I was supposed to lose to Steve and because of nine 11, I told them, and I was the baby face. Steve was the heel. And I said, you know, I'm considered the American hero. You know, let's, let's go into this thing. And I think I should beat Steve at the pay-per-view. I don't have to hold the title long, but I think it's a good idea and, and give the country a, a booster shot in the arm, you know? And uh, so Vince told me to talk to Steve. I had to go to Steve and ask him and he agreed. Uh, but the, the finish was a little weird because he did have his hand underneath the rope uh, when he tapped out, which means he didn't tap out. But in history uh, proves that he actually did because it ended up that, uh, you know, Vince decided to keep it as a tap out. So that was the whole idea. That's what would, what would happen. And, uh, and, and you're right. Steve never tapped out ever. I think the only time that he lost to a submission hold was when uh, Bret Hart had him in a in the um, uh, mm-hmm. a sharpshooter, and uh, he passed out. So Steve isn't a guy that taps out; he never does. So I feel felt very honored that he did that. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure, you do, and I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over. Well, I'll tell you this. I did, you know, everybody was saying that Jr. was saying, and so was Conrad on Jr.'s podcast that, that match in that moment is the reason we are wrestling fans. So, uh, you know, I'm sure it was, I know how wonderful it must've been for you with your family there. And it was that great for us. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. 
I'm sorry, Lauren. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm muted. I'm over here like, it's always a pleasure, Brad. Come back anytime, but I'm muted. So I should probably come back and do my job. That'd be great. KJ, you're up next. What do you have for Kurt Angle? Hey, Kurt. Uh, I just got one simple question. Is uh, We're usually called the wrestling machine, but I noticed throughout the years, you're also the sweating machine. <laughs> you tend to sweat a lot during the matches. Did that ever very you like holding the ankle again and stuff like that? Well, I, I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a very easy sweater. <laughs> um, that, I, I walk down the street and I sweat. So <laughs> it, yeah. it pours out of me. Did that ever hold you back? <laughs> I, it never held me back. Did you ever think about having like tape on your hands or something to hold, like get a better hold or stuff like that? Or, or, no, I, you know what? It never really went down to my fingers. Um, I think it more or less stuck on my skin. It didn't really um, roll down and make my hands wet. So I didn't have to worry about that, but I did sweat quite a bit all the time. I always do. I even sleep. I, I sweat. There's a puddle of sweat when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I'm just a sweaty pig. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I, I just admitted to the world that I'm a sweaty pig. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Kurt. I I didn't feel like that could be a new shirt somewhere. <laughs> Maybe kayfabe that one, okay? Eddie Prather, what do you have for Kurt Angle? Hey, hey, Lauren. Uh, hey, Kurt. Do you think if you had came around like a generation or two earlier, do you think you would have been over as the baby face that they wanted you to be? when you first joined the WWE, because by that time that you joined, the, the fans were kind of changing. They were becoming more like cheering for guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin. They were cheering for the bad guys, yes. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin is a perfect example of someone that was supposed to be a heel, and he was a baby face. Uh, I think the reason why is because he was a rebel. You know, he drank beer, he flipped off his boss, uh, you know, he had an attitude, which those to me mean that you're a heel. <laughs> so, uh, but, but things changed in wrestling, especially in the mid nineties, the attitude era changed everything. And yes, I, I would say a generation or two earlier, I would have been the top baby face of the company. No you would have been, you would have been one of the Briscoe brothers. Yes, I would have. Yeah. That's a great example. I, and I think, I think things yeah, I think things change a little bit with ECW a little bit. That's when it started to change a little bit with the crowd base. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I didn't watch much ECW because I didn't watch wrestling before I started. And I started uh, in 1998. So I was uh, I was way behind on my uh, wrestling knowledge, pro wrestling knowledge. Um, growing up, I was told never to watch it because I was the real deal and that was fake and I didn't really understand it until I got into it and uh, signed with the company and I fell in love with it. I love pro wrestling. I love sports entertainment. I, I've had more fun in that than I ever did in the Olympic wrestling. Hey, thank you for taking my question. It was great to have seen you at Top Guy Weekend. Thank you. You too, my friend. All right. Eddie always brings some interesting insight. So right. thank you so much for joining us. Up next, it's Travis Robertson. Hey, Travis. Hey girl. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey Kurt again. So I don't have a question for myself, but I've got a text chat from top guy weekend. So 
couple of the guys had a question. They want to know about WrestleMania 20 with Eddie. I guess that was 2004. They want to know if you have anything special you can share about the program working with him. Well, Eddie was just, he was the best. Uh, you know, there are only two people that I would put at the very top of wrestling across the board. Um, you know, as far as talent, uh, look, charisma, uh, character, and that's Eddie and Shawn Michaels. You know, Eddie was up there with Shawn. Th those two stand alone. I don't think anybody else could compare to them. But the cool thing about Eddie was he always came up with great finishes, great ideas. And I remember for WrestleMania the week before, I think we were overseas, and he stopped me at a, at a hotel uh, when I was going in my room. He said, hey, I have a great idea for the finish. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to unstrap un, uh, my boot and you're going to get me in the ankle lock and I'm going to slide out of it. And then you're going to charge me and I'm going to roll you up. And that is honestly, that is one of the best finishes in WrestleMania history. That was Eddie's idea. And he was always great at that. That was fantastic. I had not seen that. I was out of wrestling that time. And when you told that with Conrad, I went back and watched it just because you put it over so strong, but it was fantastic. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie is the best. He really is. He was. You guys worked your tails off in that match, too. Yes, we did. Eddie always worked his butt off. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good to see you. You too. Travis, it's good to see you. And I think you're fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Uh, up next, it's Mr. L. I don't know this name. Show yourself. I'm here. Thank you for uh, taking my question, Kurt. Uh, so I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I think we've kind of been in the wrestling sector for a bit, but could you maybe talk a little bit about your maybe weight training, your conditioning and everything, how your training has kind of evolved over time? Um, you know, starting from the Olympics, maybe to when you first started in the WWE, we're putting some substantial muscle mass on, I imagine, compared to now as well. Well, for the Olympics, I, I had to, I always trained heavy and intense um, and I did a lot of exhaust training. Exhaust training is when you train till you're exhausted, and that's when the training starts. So what it does is it, it enables your mind to get exhausted, and your body and your mind says quit, and, uh, and you end up quitting. But when you're exhausted and you continue to train through that, it, it, um, it, um, it records in your mind that I'm not so tired. So uh, you know, the more tired you get the, and you train through it, you learn to, to train through your, your fatigue. And that, that is one of the most important things I've done. Uh, I did for the Olympics. I, I wasn't the best wrestler. I wasn't the most, I wasn't the strongest. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the most technical, but what I did have is conditioning, impeccable conditioning. I wore my opponents down and got them tired. That's how I won. I would keep the match close until they got tired and then I would start scoring. And that, that, that was uh, that, that was my main thing for the Olympic wrestling, but I trained heavy all the time because I wasn't uh, overweight. I didn't have to cut weight. I, I weighed 205 pounds. I wrestled at 220. So I didn't have to worry about cutting weight, which enabled my training to be better because half the time wrestlers are cutting weight instead of training. So that cuts into their training time. I didn't have to do that. And that, that's why I, I was so successful. That's why I won a gold medal. 
because I didn't have to worry about weight cutting and I did exhaust training for the WWE. I had to put on some size, I, you know, being 205 uh, at the time. And I knew I had to get up there around 225, 230. So I, I started lifting heavy again. And uh, I would only do um, when I would run, I would only do a one mile run as fast as I could. Cause I didn't want to do a lot of cardio to lose a lot of calories. Cause I had to gain weight. So I ate pretty strictly a lot of protein, low carbs and low fat, but I had to consume a lot of calories. And uh, when I did that, uh, I, I put on the muscle size and my conditioning stayed intact. It wasn't as good as the Olympics. It wasn't even close, but it was good enough to keep me going in that ring. Very cool. Appreciate you taking my question, man. You have a good night. You too. Thank you. Yeah, you too, Mr. L. I don't know you, but welcome and come back anytime. <laughs> Great. AJ Espinoza is calling in from a conference room. I think he snuck away from work to be here. Hey there, AJ. Shh, be quiet about that, Lauren. That was just for chat. <laughs> well, the whole world sees you now, AJ. <laughs> That's true, but it was worth it to speak to you, Mr. Angle. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, my question uh, I want to ask you, Kurt, was for years, Gerald Briscoe was always known for going to wrestling events and the amateurs and scouting. Is that something that would interest you? Like if the WWE approached you, would you be interested, especially with your Olympic background, would you be interested to go into university meets and things and maybe start scouting? Is that something that would interest you? I definitely would be interested. That would be a really cool job to have. I would love to travel around and, uh, you know, scout uh, wrestlers uh, from the United States and abroad. You know, there are a lot of great Olympic wrestlers out there that could uh, adapt to professional wrestling very well. I think Gable Stevenson's going to be a great example. I think that he's going to adapt because he is so athletic for his size. The guy's incredibly yeah, yeah. athletic. So I think that, um, I would love to be able to be a recruit uh, for WWE. They just have never offered me that job. So they offer me every <laughs> other job in the book, but not that one. <laughs> I was just thinking because your amateur background, just like Briscoe was, I think it'd just be like a natural fit for you to go in and you have those relationships already. I think it would just be something great to see. Well, um, Jer Jerry you know, does a great job at it. He, he He's on top of it. He knows all the college coaches. He makes phone calls. He does whatever he has to do to get recruits in and he's doing a really good job. Look at the, look at the line of guys we've gotten. Jack Swagger, Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, um, you know, myself, uh, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin. I mean, it, it, you know, the list goes on and on now Gable Stevenson and uh, Jerry Briscoe knows the Minnesota coach very well. So he's been talking to that coach for a couple of years about Gable. So this wasn't just brought up a month ago. This has been going on for years. <laughs> I figure so. Look at you with all the insight there, Kurt. So that's all I had, Kurt. I thank you for taking the time. And now I'll go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> it's all good, Kurt. Have a good one. All right. You too, Lauren. You too, AJ. Get back to work. Make that money. Speaking of Gable Stevenson, we have a question from Adam. Adam says, did he make a good decision going to WWE at such a young age? I don't even know how old he is. Is he a baby? He's he 21. Okay. He's, 21. He's very young. He's going to go back to college one more year and wrestle. Uh, I don't know why. He already won the NCAAs. He won the Olympics. Uh, to go back to the NCAAs, is you know, I guess he just gives him another title under his belt, but 
he doesn't really need to do that, but I think he wanted to fulfill his promise to uh, the wrestling program at Minnesota. So I don't blame him for that, but uh, there's no reason for him to do that. But um, I think that Gable's going to be a great addition to the WWE. I think you're right. And, you know, thank you, Adam, for sliding that question in there. That was really good timing. And a shout out to you all the way in Alabama, also at work. That's why I couldn't chat with us tonight. I hate Steven Singer. With all the shipping delays and fulfillment issues expected for holidays, Christmas shopping has come earlier than ever. Luckily, Steven is giving every other jeweler out there another reason to hate him. Steven Singer Jewelers has the number one gift this holiday diamond stud earrings and steven is fully stocked with the most beautiful best value real diamond studs anywhere choose a great pair of anita diamond stud earrings for under 270 dollars sound familiar well that's because it's the same price last year he's not jacking up prices like everyone else just the perfect price every single day no sales, no discounts, no BS. Steven's real diamond studs are flawless to the eye, near colorless, and come with his famous full value lifetime trade-in guarantee. You can trade up your diamond studs anytime and receive exactly what you paid towards a new pair. And with an unbeatable full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, making it no risk for shopping early for holiday. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com, always with fast and free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Let's take a time out here. And while we normally have a lot of fun on this show, this is a pretty serious topic. Life insurance, specifically Goliath life insurance. Let me give you a pro tip. We're all going to die. So before you get a visit from the undertaker, Think just for a second about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow with life insurance from goliathlife.com. What we're really talking about is protecting what you've worked so hard to provide for both you and more importantly, your family. You see, life insurance isn't about you. It's about those who matter the most to you. Sure. You do a great job taking care of them now, but who would do that if something awful happened to you? I just lost two friends in the last year and a half, one 42 with two kids, the other 46 who left behind a wife and three kids. Thank God they had insurance. And Hey, I hear you. Nobody wants to think or talk about life insurance, but think about this. You might not get in a car accident, but you have auto insurance. You might not get sick, but you have health insurance. So we'll protect our car and we'll even protect ourselves from like crazy medical bills. But will we protect our family? That's what life insurance means to me. Peace of mind. Goliathlife.com streamlines the life insurance purchase process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers all at the same time and at the same place. Goliathlife.com. You'll do a fast and easy application and have multiple quotes within minutes. And oh, by the way, Goliathlife.com has solutions for every budget. And maybe best of all, you pick your terms and payments at Goliathlife.com. Once you pick your price, you can start the online application immediately and check this out. You can even schedule the medical exam to happen in your home. You don't even have to leave the house to do this. And yes, I have done this. They sent someone to my office. It was fast. It was easy. And it was unlike anything I expected. I got to skip the phone calls, the paperwork and the crazy invasive conversations, and even the multiple visits to the doctor's office that we all hate so much. Goliathlife.com makes buying life insurance simple. 
Goliathlife.com promises no hidden fees, no upsell, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliathlife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Michael McClanahan tells us he will never call in from work. He doesn't want to be called out while he's calling in. Hey, Michael. I'm home, fortunately. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Kurt. Thank you so much for getting me on the Zoom. I do have a quick question for you, Kurt, if you don't mind. I've really enjoyed revisiting the TNA episodes, and I loved all of the complimentary comments you had regarding Dixie Carter. And I was wondering if you could tell us who, in your opinion, are maybe some of the unsung heroes of TNA wrestling that you worked with, people that you got to know really well, but those of us that were fans might not know. Well, the Carter family, Dixie's parents, they were incredibly supportive. Uh, they always came up with the money that was needed. Uh, if the company wasn't uh, making the money they needed to, uh, the Carters were there. Uh, they, they've always been there, and they, they did an excellent job at uh, starting this company and making it continue on. But Dixie Carter is the best boss I ever had. She, she is not only stern and strict, but she's also very caring like a mother and she takes care of her wrestlers. Uh, the stuff that I went through and what I put her through with DUIs and all that crap. Um, you know, she should have fired me, but instead she had me go to rehab and she gave me all the time off I needed. And anytime I wanted to take a break, Dixie would let me do it. I didn't have to wrestle. As a matter of fact, there was one year I took nine months off because I had knee surgery. And she paid me in full for the whole nine months. So Dixie was um, a great asset to TNA. And without her, I don't think the company would have done as well. Uh, the unsung hero that I think, I love Vince Russo. I don't know how fans think about him or how they feel about him. But Vince, it was very talented. Um, you know, what the success he had in WWE was phenomenal at the Attitude Era. When he went to WCW, the problem was he was writing for the wrestlers and they were like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> so his storylines turned into something else because the wrestlers turned it into whatever they wanted. And uh, so it got diluted. I think that's the reason that WCW kind of went downhill, but when he was in TNA, he was phenomenal. I, I you know, he, he wrote for me every week and uh, I didn't have any problems with him. I know there are some fans that don't like him. There are some wrestlers that don't like him, but Vince was very talented. That's awesome. That was not the answer I was expecting at all, but it was perfect. Thank you I, so much. I for saw your, your face. I, knew you. I, I don't think you really liked that, but I was just telling you what I felt. No, I, I love it. Cause you hear so much negative stuff about him from most people. I think it's wonderful to hear something complimentary. So I, it really, to me was very interesting. Oh, great. Thank you. No, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate That's it. so sweet. What a bunch of baby faces we have here putting over Vince Russo. You got to love it. I'm going to shuffle some things around, guys, so don't be surprised if we're out of order. I think we're going to have time for everybody. Denny Walker, I don't know you either. Denny, we can't hear you. You're muted, Denny. Still there we go. There we go. 
Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm I'm actually at work too, so don't feel bad to the guy that, uh, that's also at work. Somebody's um, getting fired tonight. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I appreciate you guys. Think I am kind of a new top guy. This is my first time doing this. Um, you know, on on Zoom, I was at Wrestle Gaming and all that stuff. So uh, so this stuff's pretty fun. Um, Kurt, I mean, with a lot of talk about Gable Stevenson. I want to know: Is there a chance we see a gold medal versus gold medal match? <laughs> you know what? If I could do it, I would. I just don't think I can uh, being out of wrestling for the past few years, especially during the pandemic. I, I had a lot of um, physical problems, uh, a lot of problems that I had from uh, not doing anything, not sit, n- not working out as much as I did um, sitting all the time, nothing to do being stuck at home. Uh, I started having a lot of back pain and knee pain. And uh, uh, you know, it got to the point where I was like, I probably won't wrestle again. So I started training hard again to get my body back in shape. And, uh, you know, not that I'm planning on wrestling, but I want to keep the option open. So, um, I've been training, uh, a lot of, uh, um, physical therapy training, uh, working on my smaller muscles, my core and everything like that. And, uh, I, I lost a lot when I, during this pandemic, I mean, I, I, I couldn't even uh, walk in a straight line. I, my balance was off. Um, my strength was off. I, I just uh, was going through a really difficult time. And, and I went through a lot of depression at the time, too. So, um, you know, with all that, I'm trying to work myself back into a pretty good shape. Um, I don't expect myself to be what I used to be 10 years ago. But I, I would take, you know, five years ago uh, over anything. So, uh, if, if I'm able to be as feel as good as I did five years ago, I will probably wrestle. But right now, I don't plan on it. Yeah, we uh, we obviously want you to be healthy, and that's our, our, our you know number one. But uh, you know, getting you back in the ring, especially against Stevenson, will be uh, it will be, be a, Well, you know, I, there there's an idea of me managing him him and then uh, him turning on me eventually. So I don't know if you know if they're gonna give me a call sometime soon, but. He still has some training to do. He's got to get prepared before he gets on TV. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. Now you can get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered. Get what you want to eat right now and right to your door with DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. Maybe you're craving late night ice cream. Maybe you forgot that one key ingredient for dinner, or maybe you just need to stock up for the week. With DoorDash, get everything in one app. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. Ordering is easy and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code ANGLE. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code ANGLE. Don't forget, the code is ANGLE for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. 
So if you're a regular listener, you've heard us talk about the incredible results that our listeners have experienced from using Test X9, which is the all-natural testosterone booster that helps you get more drive, more strength, more energy, and, well, helps your little general stand up at full attention. Well, Legacy Supplements has actually leveled up again, and now they're offering a combination of products designed specifically for men who may feel like they've lost their edge. They call it the Get Your Edge Back Stack. Maybe you're feeling more aches and pains than you used to. Maybe you lack motivation or drive. Maybe your mind isn't as sharp as it once was. Well, it's time to get your edge back, Daddy. This stack features the Pro Collagen Plus to increase strength and reinvigorate your joints. Of course, it's got Test X9 to naturally boost that testosterone and, of course, Total Mind to improve brain function and memory. Try to get your edge back stack for 30 days, and we're confident you'll feel like a new man, especially if you're over 30. Go to the new and improved LegacySupps.com and use our very special promo code ANGLE for 10% off your entire order. And while you're there, check out their best sellers like the amazing Sleep Aid Recovery PM and the new women's line, Her Legacy, brought to you by nine-time world champion, Mickey James. That's LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. That's LegacySupps.com. And the promo code is ANGLE to save 10% off your entire order. Denny, good to see you. I don't know what you do for a living, but it looks like the weather's nice. So I'm a little jealous. John at Hewling, also relatively new. And good to see you, John. Good to see you too. Uh, Kurt, Gable Stevenson, Stevenson was brought up a little while ago. What do you think his chances are in the WWE this year or in the coming years? In the future, I think they're great. Uh, like I said before, Gable Stevenson is a phenomenal athlete, especially for his size. The kid is uh, a super athlete, and uh, I think he's going to adapt very well to pro wrestling. The only issue is I don't know his personality. I don't know uh, how open he is, um, if he's able to come up with a great character uh, that people will relate to or that people absolutely hate. Um, you know, it, you, you can be a great wrestler. But if you don't have the character and, and the promo skills, um, you're, you're going to be stuck in the mud. You know, you're not going to have as much success. And someone like Gable Stevenson, he's an Olympic gold medalist. They're going to bring him in larger than life. So a lot of pressure is going to be put on him, just like it was for me. My rookie year, I mean, I, I won every title that year. And, I, and within 10 months of when I started, I won the world title. And uh, it, it was a really... Uh, crazy year. I mean, uh, you know, it, it opened my eyes because I didn't have any experience in pro wrestling. I never watched it. I, you know, I didn't keep my eye on it. Um, I was just an amateur wrestler that uh, didn't, you know, I, the only, the only sports I watched was football, baseball, basketball, and wrestling. I didn't watch pro wrestling. So um, I think Gable's going to do a good job. I think he's going to adapt very well. And I think he's going to have a lot of success in WWE. Thanks. Thank you. All right. We have another rookie in the room. It's RLB. I'm wondering what that stands for, but RLB. Hello. Hey, thanks, Lauren. We'll keep it kayfabe for now. <laughs> okay, cool. Can't hey, Ryan. Anything. Hey, yep, yeah, that's it. Hey, appreciate, uh, appreciate you taking my question. Uh, first time joining one of these. Great to put a face to the name of uh, some people that ask great questions all the time, like Michael McClanahan and Eddie and it's great to be here with you guys, but Kurt, um, my question was kind of answered earlier. It was going to be more focused on your training 
Um, so I just really want to say two things. Number one, you were a massive inspiration for me. Um, kind of my formative years of being a teenager and, and your relentless commitment to fitness really motivated me um, at the right time. So I wanted to say thanks. And then also your, your determination and um, commitment to your redemption story, if you want to call it that, um, and how open you are with sharing um, your journey these past few years has been, has been incredible. My question, though, is, you know, we covered your, your training and, and what that looks like. What is, you know, kind of your diet routine now? You know, are you more on the, you know, the high fat, high protein, low carbs? I guess what's a, a typical day of eating like Kurt Angle? <laughs> okay, I, I start my day. I don't eat breakfast. Um, I go to the gym and work out. Afterward, around one o'clock in the afternoon, uh, I have my first meal. It's usually two chicken breasts and uh, one handful of white rice or brown rice. Uh, it's about those together, about 400 calories. So my meals don't go higher than 400 calories. I have six of those a day. Um, mainly, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, but most of it is chicken and rice or chicken and a small baked potato. So I keep it relatively simple. I'll have vegetables uh, every couple of days, uh, usually steamed broccoli, but uh, my calorie content is 2,400 calories a day. It's approximately uh, 300 grams of protein, uh, 200 grams of carbs, and about 50 grams of fat. And, uh, wow. I, I keep that very strict. Uh, I gained a lot of weight after... Um, uh, you know, after this pandemic, during this pandemic, I got off to 260 and I, I got my butt down to 210 pounds. So wow. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in, even before the Olympics, as far as looks, not, not on a conditioning level and a strength level, but as far as how I look, this is the best I've ever looked. And I, I'm really happy with my progress. That's awesome. Well, Kurt, I appreciate your candor. Appreciate you taking my time today. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. Kurt, this is the best you've ever looked. Look at you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have to agree. I, I, I sound a little arrogant. <laughs> no, no, you look great. <laughs> keep it up. Keep it up. Anthony Pyrus, I know something that you don't need to keep up. Here he comes. Kurt, how are you doing this evening? By the way, I noticed Lauren, you know, sends her hair back when she talks about how good you look. So, <laughs> Kurt, you look great. Love it. Hey, Kurt, my favorite, Kurt too. <laughs> my favorite Kurt Angle story has to be uh, the infamous um, TLC match where you returned at the last second as a replacement for Roman Reigns in the shield in that five on three. You're heading into the most brutal match imaginable, but yet all we could see was that big goddamn smile on your face. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I was I was marking out. I was a fanboy. I was with the shield up in the crowd, and I'm like, "Holy shit, <laughs> this is great!" I'm Good actually night. part of the shield tonight. I, I I was all smiles, even all the way to the ring. It was just so much fun. Uh, you know, those guys. I've had a lot of respect for them over the years, and uh, the success they had was unparalleled. They're one of the best factions in the history of wrestling, and to be a part of that one night was just a huge honor. You looked so happy going to the ring that night. I appreciate it. I always appreciate that moment. Uh, and Kurt, last question: How do you, how do you sleep at night, being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? And go Pats! <laughs> okay, okay. The Packers are probably going to beat them this Sunday. I, I will admit that. 
Uh, the Steelers are horrible this year. <laughs> they got lucky. They won their first game. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Ben is uh, the same anymore. It's, you know, his quarterback rating, I heard it's down to 30, uh, which is, is, you know, atrocious. And uh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the history of pro football. It's just a shame to see uh, his progression go down as quickly as it did this year. Uh, He had a great year last year, and I'm not sure if it's because of the offensive line, but something's going on with the Steelers right now. They're, they're uh, They're not running on all pistons, no. Love you, man. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Love you too. Hmm. Well, sorry to hear about your terrible football teams. Mine actually won this week. And maybe if they win again on Sunday, they'll be at 500. That would be pretty good cool. team. The Falcons. They're also terrible. I don't want to talk about it. A wrestling historian. What would you like to talk about? Did I lose you? Can you hear me? Yes. There you are. Hello? Okay. Hey, Mr. Angle, how's it going, sir? Very well. And by the way, I've never seen your face. Do you ever show it? No, sir, but we met a couple times at some signings. As a matter of fact, I'm going to try and make it to your signing in uh, Minnesota in a couple months. Okay, good, good. Uh, that's um, Women's Nation? Uh, Oak, Oakdale, I think it is. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah. So I have a two-part question for you regarding ECW. Um, I know things didn't work out because of the incident between Raven and the Sandman. Um, what was your reaction when you saw something similar in the WWF when Undertaker put Steve Austin on the symbol? I I had the same reaction, but remember, I, I didn't know anything about pro wrestling back then in 1996. They asked me to come. This is what they told me. They told me this is a promotion that is a lot closer to Olympic wrestling than it is pro wrestling. And when I showed up, it was like, you know, they were in this crappy arena in Philadelphia and everybody had weapons. It it wasn't even wrestling. It was a bunch of gimmick matches, you know, kendo sticks and chairs and ladders and tables. And I was like, holy crap, what am I doing here? But they told me that it was more uh, identical to Olympic wrestling than pro wrestling. So That's why I went. The problem was I didn't understand pro wrestling. I didn't understand the entertainment factor. So when they did the crucifixion where Raven crucified Sandman, I got offended. Uh, I'm a Christian and that's just how I felt. And I told Paul Heyman, did you know about this? He lied to me and said, no, I didn't. Meanwhile, you know, he's the promoter and he knows what they have underneath the ring. Uh, You know, they probably, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's it called when you rehearsed it uh, all day long. So, uh, you know, Paul Heyman knew about it. He just didn't want to tell me that, but I, I told him if, the, if I'm on the program, when you, when you uh, air this with the crucifixion, you're going to hear from my attorney. And uh, I left, but when I got to WWE in 1998, um, I started understanding about the entertainment factor and that, uh, some things will offend you and you just have to let it go. So the, the Austin undertaker thing wasn't a, as, as offensive because I understood the pro wrestling business and I understood that you have to do certain things. You don't have to do that, but, um, you know, I could give that a pass. And, uh, 
don't forget, um, you know, Undertaker uh, put Austin up on that Undertaker symbol. It wasn't a, really a cross. So, you know, it was a little different, but at the same time, it's not much different. I mean, they, they both got crucified and I don't like it, but, you know, I, I learned how to deal with it. Now, had you joined ECW back then? Who are some of the guys you would like to work with? Well, Taz, first and foremost, um, uh, Sabu, uh, Rob Van Dam. The, the, the problem was I didn't know how good of workers they were because, you know, some of their most popular wrestlers like Sandman and Balls Mahoney and, uh, you know, they they were carrying kendo sticks and chairs and uh, so th they were more gimmicky and I'm not a gimmick wrestler. So um, I, I didn't really relate to that. I, I like having wrestling matches. I, I'm not very big on gimmick matches. I never was. I've done a few of them in my career, but I don't like doing them. My best asset is wrestling. So um, going to the ECW, I think, I don't think it would have been a great fit for me back then. I don't think that I would have had a lot of people to work with from a wrestling standpoint. All right. I appreciate you taking the time to answer my question. Thank you. Thank you. Happy new year, everybody. And happy new year to me. I got loaded up with stance this Christmas and buddy, I'm loving life. Uh, I have absolutely fallen in love with their socks. You've heard me brag about them forever. Kurt angles told me he loves their shirts and their underwear. There's something for everybody. Hey, even Jeff Jarrett was bragging about how much he liked it. Stance is batting a thousand in my life. And here's the deal, man. Stance was founded in 2009. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, t-shirts, and more with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic along with some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. And when we say hottest collaborators, check this out. All the Disney stuff, all the Marvel stuff, man, they even got baseball, basketball, the Wu-Tang Clan, Batman, Harry Potter. There's something for everybody. Now, as for me, I absolutely love the socks. Uh, I, at least at first, just started wearing them to work, but now I'm wearing them around the house. I've got stance socks for every day of the week now. The quality is out of this world, and I know you know what I'm talking about. We've all had a pair of socks we couldn't wait to get home and get off. That is not the case. These are my all-day socks, man. They're super comfortable all day long, but you can just feel the quality, not just on, the, on your feet, but when you open it up and in your hand, you just know, dude, this is unlike any other pair of socks I got. Stance believes the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code ANGLE at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. That's Stance.com, and the promo code is ANGLE to save 15% on your entire order. That's Stance.com, promo code ANGLE. Hey, listen up. If you're in a 30-year loan, if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, what are you waiting for? Hurry to save with Conrad.com. We're routinely helping wrestling fans just like you all across the country save more money than they ever thought possible. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. But what's best about SaveWithConrad.com? It's the experience. Don't take my word for it. Check out all the five-star reviews over at ConradReviews.com. Michael up in Akron, Ohio, gave us five stars and said Jimmy and Jennifer were great to work with. They always responded right away whenever I had any questions. 
We got another five-star review from Robert in New Jersey. Another five-star review from Judith in North Carolina. What about a five-star from Nicholas in South Carolina or a five-star from Stephanie in Indiana or a five-star from Corey in Florida? We want to save you money. We want to show you how to keep more of your own money. And we're routinely helping podcast listeners just like you say five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you can do it too right now at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. We appreciate you, a wrestling historian. And that is why we feature this day in wrestling history every day on adfreeshows.com. Be sure to check that out. Brought to you by our friend, a wrestling historian. Be sure to follow him on Instagram. Dave McClay, am I following you on Instagram? You cutie pie. How are you, Dave? Uh, Lauren, I am not on Instagram. I'm just not much of an internet guy. Sorry. Um, I never even done Zoom, so I did that for show. Sorry. Uh, how you doing tonight, Kurt? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, cool. Uh, first off, thanks for taking the time to do this. And um, I'm really enjoying your story on the Kurt Angle show about um, how you became a baby face in 2001 and how you won the title. It was a great moment for America. It brought me back goosebumps just reliving that moment on your show. But my question was, um, when you were a heel for so long and being so good at it, you became a great babyface. But why was it cut? It felt like it was cut short. Why was it cut short? The babyface run? Yeah. Because Vince didn't like me as a babyface. He liked me as a heel. And um, every time I ever turned babyface, it was only for a couple of months. I, I think what it comes down to, I was one of the best wrestlers on the roster. I was one of the best wrestlers in the world in my prime. But um, that, you know, Vince uh, just didn't like me as a baby face because I was more effective as a heel. I started out as a heel and, uh, you know, I, you know, I would preach the three eyes, but I wouldn't actually back it up. I would do the opposite. I would cheat. I would do a uh, lie, cheat and steal like Eddie Guerrero, but I would talk about I had intensity, integrity, and intelligence. So uh, Vince liked that. He liked that about me. And I think that I was a better wrestler as a heel because I could control the tempo of the match and I can start making other wrestlers, you know, the, the wrestlers that made me like undertaker, Austin stone cold, triple H. I became one of those ringleaders and it's easier to work as a heel when you're a ringleader than it is a baby face. So my job was to make other wrestlers, make them bigger than they were already. And, uh, and, and I did the best job I could. And that, and that entails being a heel. Wow. Well, that's really cool. You know what? I like you better as a heel, too. But you were an awesome baby face. And by the way, uh, my favorite protein snack is definitely, um, I would have to say, the teriyaki. Uh, uh, not a teriyaki. The Kung Pao. I'm sorry. I get that mixed Kung up. Pao, Kung yeah. Pao, my favorite it's flavor. It's spicy. <laughs> It'll kick it's your ass. I love spicy. And the buffalo is perfect for a salad. Like I said, you on Twitter before. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you, Greg. You. Thanks, <laughs> thank man. You. I appreciate it. Everyone's choosing their favorite flavors. I have some I still need to try. I will say the buffalo and blue cheese was really, really tasty. A little bit spicy for my taste. I did like the sour cream and onion too, though. Vinny from Chicago, tell me you have a favorite chicken snacks. Um, I just ordered some. I haven't tried them yet, but yeah, I did sure, order. Vinny, you're going to love them. All right, good. I look forward. I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll love them. Uh, uh, it was great meeting you at uh, Top Guy Weekend. Thank you for doing Thank that. You too. That was awesome. It was an honor. Uh, so one of my favorite matches of yours, uh, 
maybe a lot of people haven't seen was in uh, TNA with Nigel McGinnis at Turning Point, like 2009. Uh, big fan of his. Uh, Nigel's, uh, what was it like working with him? Any thoughts on him? Um, Nigel was, was so talented. Um, that kid, it, it was endless what what success he would have. He This kid uh, just had some really bad luck. You know, uh, he had something wrong with him, like a certain disease. I can't really discuss it, but uh, that's what held him back. But, you know, I, I know that uh, before he went to TNA, WWE was going to sign him and he ended up blowing out his shoulder or something like that. So they held off on signing him and he ended up going from ring of honor to TNA and uh, he did phenomenal. I, I loved working with him. The problem was he was so damn good and so aggressive that he didn't know how to give back. Uh, in other words, he would take my arm and crank it and, and put it behind my back. But he, he put me in a hole where I couldn't reverse them. <laughs> I'd be like, Hey, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta help me out a little bit. Let me get out of this, you know? So I, I taught him a few things of uh, how to, how to open up for counters so people can uh, get their offense in. But uh, Nigel was, was incredible. We had an awesome match. Our three matches were uh, unbelievable. I, I, it was one of my favorite programs that I worked in TNA or even in WWE. I wish that my match with him would have been on the biggest stage at WrestleMania. That's how good Nigel McGinnis was. I have a lot of respect for the kid. And I think that his future, uh, if he didn't have that disease, he would have went on and become WWE champion. He really would have, he had, he had all the tools and he, he could, he could talk, he could cut promos. Uh, he had a great character. His in-ring skills were phenomenal. I actually, absolutely love the kid. Awesome. Yeah, I love him too. That's great to hear. Uh, he's doing a great job on commentary for NXT UK. Yes, uh, he is. He's really, yes. he's outstanding the commentary too. So He's always been good at that, so it doesn't surprise me. Okay, he's a good talker. Thanks a lot, Kurt. I appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Always good to hear from you, Vinny. Vinny's one of our OGs. He's been around for a really long time. I want to say hello really quickly to a handful of people who got to pop in but didn't have any questions. Blake, Eric, James, Jordan, Josh, Christian, Michael, thank you guys all for being here. Genovius, thank you for being here. What do you have for Kurt Angle? Hey, Kurt, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, it was nice meeting you at Top Guy Weekend, man. You really are genuine. <laughs> you can Thanks, just sit off the bat. No problem. I had a um, only question I had to ask you. I got to run because my daughter got good grades, so I promised her to go and take her to get a snow cone. So <laughs> good dad. All right, <laughs> appreciate it. Um, I, I was listening to the your podcast about the TNA days, and one of the things I was wondering was, do you wish you would have had a um, a New Japan? run longer yes it just it, it just got so overwhelming uh the, the the issue was the the way that that started was brock lesnar didn't want to lose to anybody over there so he called me and asked if i do a match with him at, at new japan pro wrestling where i would win the title from him and then right. he told me you know i could carry the title as long as new japan wrestling pro wrestling wanted me to so i did that and I ended up going back and forth, you know, wrestling for TNA and then going back to Japan almost every month to, to right. um, you know, to put up my title, uh, defend my title. 
And I did that probably four or five times and it just got to be a way too much because TNA started traveling internationally uh, among and also in the United States and they, they were having a lot of dates and I had to fulfill those, but then I had to go to Japan. And the problem was I didn't get paid to wrestle in Japan because TNA put it under their contract. So they were taking the money. Uh, that I was making in Japan because they were paying me a substantial amount of money every year. And they wanted to try to get some of it back, which I didn't have a problem with. Although I do have to say the money in Japan was phenomenal. <laughs> you know, the, some guys were getting up to, you know, 150, 200 grand per match. So I, I don't know what mine was. I'm sure that they did a deal where if there was six matches, maybe 50 grand a match, but that's, you know, that's $300,000. That's a lot of money. So um, it just got to be too much. I would have loved to have a nice long run in New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, but it just being in two companies was too much for me. Because I was thinking maybe like as hindsight was 2020, you exclusively wrestling for New Japan Pro Wrestling, like AJ Styles did for a minute. You know, like yeah, I would think that you've been over there. there for a couple of right. years before he went to WWE. I, I wish I would have done it that way, uh, right. but, but unfortunately it didn't occur that way. Okay. I just wanted to get some clarity on that because I, I was listening to everything you were talking about. I was like, yeah, that's kind of shady that they wouldn't pay you for that. But I was like, maybe Kurt didn't want to just wrestle for them primarily. So I figured I'd ask about that. But. I, I love wrestling <laughs> in Japan. Those wrestlers are phenomenal. They're very yeah. snug, but that's the way I am. And I love their style. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Right. All right. Well, I appreciate you, man. And thanks for taking my uh, time to do this. And thanks. thanks. For my Good question. meeting you at Top Gun, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. You Top well. guy weekend. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good, man. We knew. <laughs> you have a good one, man. Thank you. All right, Denovius, you and Kaya enjoy those shaved ice. I'm sure it'll be delicious. And as we're winding this one down, Kurt, I want to make sure I tell you thank you so much for joining us. I have saved what I hope is the best for last. No pressure. Lopez, what do you have for Kurt Angle? That's still pressure, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Kurt, for taking the time um to talk with us tonight always a pleasure especially from not just mine but everyone in america's favorite olympic gold medalist <laughs> thank you <laughs> um two two things first um on a personal note i just want to say um as someone who's in recovery themselves um your vulnerability sharing that moment there in that meeting with vince um that hit very close to home for me uh i went through something similar uh where i knew things got to change otherwise i'm not going to be here um and i just appreciate your vulnerability because i think a lot of men i'm a big mental health advocate for especially for for men uh on that side and i think more figures like yourself talking and opening up and sharing their experience of that can really help break that stigma of men not talking about um their their issues and you know, got to soul up and be a man and, and all that. Yeah. So I really appreciate you being vulnerable. And I know for me, who, who has gone through that and is in recovery, um, means the world. And, and hopefully that story gets out and can help someone else as well. So well, first, that's, first, the, first, reason, that's the reason you. why I opened up about it. I wanted to help other people and I wanted to open it up to the guys that it's not, it's not shameful to talk about it. You know, that, that that's the one thing talking about my recovery is what keeps me in recovery. Um, it, 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 Cause I know I'm helping other people 
and talking about my story is going to help somebody else. And that makes me feel worthy. It makes me feel like I'm worth something. Amen. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that are, you know, stuck in addiction don't feel like they're worth anything. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a hard, hard situation that you're in and you can't get out of it alone. And that's why I talk about it because I know people can't do that alone. Uh, you know, you go to rehab, you get out, you're on your own, you, you know, hopefully you go to AA meetings or, or talk to uh, a sponsor, but you have to talk about it. If you don't Amen. talk about it, um, you're, you're never going to get, uh, uh, I want to say uh, better. Uh, there's no way of, you know, when you're an addict, you're always an addict. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you can, you can break at any time. So you just have to make sure that you stay strong and talking about it keeps me strong. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And the second, second question is, as you can tell, fellow bald himself, <laughs> you know, is this new or is this old? No, actually my, my aunt, um, she was diagnosed with breast cancer uh, two years ago and she was obviously, she knew she was going to lose her hair. And so I was already thinning out. And I was like, you know what? So I shaved my head for her and, and sent it to her. And she's and she honestly told me she thankfully uh, she beat cancer's butt, made it tap out. God bless and you. Um, and she told me that that that, you know, made it so much easier for her. And we talk about different hats and different hairstyles and things like that. So I adopted it and then I kind of just got used to it and stayed yeah. with it. So I got to know. It's not uh, so bad, huh? No, it's not. I love it. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's awesome. But how do you upkeep your, uh, you know, the shininess? I mean, do you use a straight razor? Do you use conditioner? Like, come on, I, I got to be looking Olympic good here. Not just, not just good. I got to be looking Olympic good. I put coconut oil lotion on my dome. <laughs> That's gotcha. what I after I shave. It works phenomenal. You got to try it. <laughs> I will. I will. Thank you so much for the time, sir. All right. Take care, my friend. Love you. Lopez, that was great. On Ad Free Shows, we're big big fans of the bald guys. Have you seen Paul Bromwell? Okay, okay. All right, uh, Kurt, I have one more for you. We're going to slide this one in if you don't mind. It's Blake. Blake, I think you're new here. I don't know you. Many rookies tonight. Hey, Ms. Lauren, can you hear me? I hear you. Can't see you, though. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. This porch lot is not on. It is on, but it's taking a while to come on. How you doing, Mr. Kirk? I'm doing well, Blake. How are you? I am doing phenomenal, brother. Phenomenal. Um, man, I, I'm so excited to get to talk to you, brother. Thank you for everything you've done for the wrestling business, man. Thank you. Lord have mercy. Um, I, I guess I got one quick question for you. Uh, I've been working the independent wrestling scenes for the last 10 years, man. Okay. If, what do you got any advice for any uh indie workers trying to make it what like what would be the next step okay well make sure that you got your psychology down you know how to put together a match how to structure it um make sure your bumping is sharp your selling is phenomenal and uh what you need to do is when you have shows you need to record these matches and you do watch them over and over again and make yourself improve improve every week and get better. And when you think you're good enough, record these matches and send them to the WWE talent relations department. That's how you get noticed. That's where they have the tryouts for NXT. That's where they pick uh, the, the people that come down to try out for the company. So you have to put together structure matches together on a DVD and send it to talent relations department and WWE 
and hopefully you get a call by NXT. That is the best way to do it, but it, it starts with your indie promotion. You have to spend some time there. You got to put in the work. You have to train, and you have to put together at least 50 matches before you even think about uh, handing in the DVD to WWE. You have to have 50 matches under your belt before you do that. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Good um, luck also, to you, too. Thank you, sir. I wanted to tell you real quick, too. I listened to your podcast episode. You were talking about your mama being an inspiration to you, and you got emotional. I wanted to tell you, man, that really touched me. Thank my, uh, I, li- I live with my grandmother, man, and we lost her in 2014, and she she died from cancer, man. But it was a tough I feel loss. the same way. Excuse me. It was a tough loss, huh? It was very, and I dedicate every match since then to her and everything I do. So that's you all you're doing. Yeah, that's thank all you, you so much. I'm Ms. proud Lauren, of you, man. Really, thank you, man. Miss Lauren, thank you for squeezing me in. Happy to do it, Blake. I'm glad you could join us. Kurt, I am elated to have hung out with you this evening. Come back anytime. You're always welcome. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Have a good night, Kurt. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, Think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? driver? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.